0: Hello and welcome to the San Marcos Business and Community Podcast presented to you by the San Marcos Chamber. I'm Chamber CEO, Rick Rangaitis, and I'm joined today by Chamber board member and uh, the general manager of Edco Disposal, Jim Ambrosio. Jim,
1: welcome to the show. Thank you, Rick. It's a pleasure to be here today.
0: So I, I could use one of those uh, cliches and say we're going to talk some trash, but uh, I, I, I guess I already said it, but uh, there's a lot going on with Edco and, and that's... What we're going to talk about today. There's some changes that are, you know, we're going to find. Uh, I believe like March 1st, like right now, and just of how we how we change and and, and do the uh, do the right thing. And so, um, Jim was kind enough to join us today and talk about um, talk a little bit about Edco and. And talk about some of the recycling. Before we get into that, though, I just want to say we just recently had a podcast on with um, Mike Senello with Valucitos Water, and it's kind—I of, kind of think of the same thing with with this show because you just. You know, I, I I think I'm like most people. You turn the faucet on and the water comes out, and that's it. And I think that, you know, something the same thing. I I put my garbage out, and the garbage goes away, and then I put it out the next week. So, you know, before we get into some of the new stuff, talk about just the process of how how everything works in, in San Marcos. So where where does all the where does all the garbage go? Mm,
1: yeah, well, it's uh, I like the fact that you don't think about it. That's really what we <laughs> hope to have happen is that people don't have to think about it. Um, we really want to be kind of this invisible service provider out there that takes good care of our customers. Put it out there, we'll manage it from there. So what happens? Um, today, and really over uh, the last uh, 20 some years, there's been a little bit of an evolution where we just used to put out a our own trash can, something we bought at Ace Hardware, or, or uh, you know who knows what we had for stores back then. But we used to just put a container out there and Trash chuck would come down, and they'd empty it out and leave your container.
0: I remember the old metal cans with the lids, and oh, yep. i dating myself. But. Yeah,
1: no, it's not that long ago <laughs> that we used to do it that way. It used to go to some area landfills, and over time, those landfills have closed. Um, many of them reached capacity, but we also saw the need to have better regulations, better uh, controls on the environment. And uh, so the landfills closed, and we uh, then started doing recycling. And one of the things that EDCO really focused on is we're not a landfill company. We don't own any landfills. We recycle, recycle, recycle. And so the owners of the company who live right here in San Diego County um, decided they were going to make a big investment in recycling infrastructure. And we built recycling plants. Very crude at first. You know, if you remember back, we used to give everybody three containers and said, separate your cans and bottles in one and newspapers. Yeah, we used to have newspapers (laughs) in the other one. And then we would put in the last one, maybe cardboard or something like that. And we'd come by with a truck and we'd sort it right at the curb. In those days, we took it to plants where we tried to separate it and and sell it. And we were really crude at doing that. The garbage companies weren't good at marketing materials. We knew how to pick up stuff. We knew how to bury it. But we didn't know how to really market it in in a commodities market. So long story short is we uh, got better at that over the years. We built better plants. We now have big recycling plants that uh, sort things out mechanically. And uh, we create good products. We sell them. We have good established markets. So we've evolved. We have a, now a trash container and a blue container. Uh, many folks have a green waste container because we recycle our green waste, turn it back into uh, compost, and that's kind of the state that we've been in for a number of years. But that's going to change again.
0: How far is your How far is your reach? How, I'm, I'm, I think it's there's like territories, or I'm not sure how it exactly works, but um, I know Edco provides service to San Marcos and several other communities in North County. And but how does uh, Where does your How far does your reach go with Edco?
1: Yeah. Well, Edco um, is a San Diego-based company, as I mentioned. We have uh, we s- provide service to 12 uh, of the 18 cities in San Diego County. So we have the majority of the work here. We also uh, work in the city of San Diego commercially. Uh, we have some operations up in parts of uh, L.A. County as well. Uh, I oversee the northern half of San Diego County. Uh, there are six cities that we have here, including San Marcos, our favorite city, uh, <laughs> at least for the purpose of this podcast. Yeah, we're biased. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, we have operations, uh, as I said, located here in San Marcos, and we have an operation in Escadito and also one up in Fallbrook our, where we park our trucks and we um, provide service there too.
0: Great. Uh, well, thanks Thanks for doing the service that you guys do provide. It's, um, you know, right on schedule. And, and like you said, uh, you shouldn't have to worry about your garbage. It's just uh, my only worry is that make, making sure that I have to remind my son to take the garbage out and bring the cans back. That's That's probably the bigger challenge. Okay, let's talk about the organics recycling uh, that's starting March 1st that may have already started once we air this episode, but I think it's going to coincide, so it's perfect timing for you to be here today because change is always scary, but when we're talking about our planet and doing the right thing, it's the right thing to do. So um, I know this is has to be a very large undertaking, and I believe it's something coming down from the s- state. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what we should do, because right now it's just starting from a residential standpoint, right? That's correct. Okay.
1: Yeah. So six years ago, Rick, the uh, state of California, our legislators passed uh, some legislation kind of anticipating that we needed to do a better job of getting organic material out of our landfills. The concern has always been that landfills, while they're developed uh, the technology fairly well today, they still are not... um, Entirely efficient in controlling emissions, and particularly methane gas. When we put trash in a landfill, it breaks down. It decomposes uh, underneath the surface, and it produces methane gas, and that gas goes up into the atmosphere. Methane gas is one of the most potent greenhouse gases that, is, that we have on the planet, um, uh, and it's uh, contributing to our greenhouse impacts. And so our legislators decided it would be necessary to begin to figure out a way to get that out of the landfill. Uh, hence, they developed some le- legislation. Uh, the first bill was called AB 1826, and it uh, put the onus on commercial businesses to find a way to recycle food waste, primarily food waste and wood waste, and other things that do decompose in a landfill. That bill was um, the beginning, but it wasn't very effective. Uh, it didn't have any teeth in it. It was a, like a kind of like a good idea. You should all start recycling food waste uh, if you can. Um, they quickly realized they're going to need something with teeth to really make this happen. And so a few years later, they passed another bill uh, called uh, SB 1383. And it was um, designed to to make this effective, and it was a very broad and far-reaching piece of legislation that um, impacts everybody. It, It not only affects the commercial side, but it affects residential. And the design is to get organic material out of the landfill, Uh, so much so that they want to reduce it by, uh, the goal was 50% by 2020, which we didn't make, but now reduce it by 75% by 2025. So uh, very aggressive legislation, and with it, it has a lot of teeth, meaning that there will be enforcement, monitoring compliance and enforcement, not right away, but starting in 2024 and probably years to come, where we will actually be out looking in containers and seeing how people do to make sure that this is effectively done. So we have a few years to practice and get it right. That's right. Okay. And the law was designed specifically to do that—to get it implemented, and then uh, have a few years to make sure that we get it out there, get it right, and then uh, start enforcing it. So, so what does it look
0: like for the uh, for the homeowner or, or resident? So, what do they, what what do they need to do?
1: Well, what the state did is they basically have handed this now to the cities and said, "You have to do the enforcement. You have to actually set the program up initially." So all the cities uh, in our county right now are all evaluating what they can do. And, and most of them, fortunately, have come to us and said, Edco, what can we do? You're our waste hauler. Um, what do you can you do? And Edco uh, wisely um, saw this coming well over eight years ago, believe it or not, and said we need to develop, again, recycling infrastructure. So we went out and, and examined technology, went around the world, and looked at what can we do to collect and process organic food waste in a way that's environmentally responsible, uh, that is done for the least amount of cost for our customers. And uh, we decided that we would build what we call anaerobic digesters. Um, The first of its kind in San Diego County uh, has been built in Escondido at one of our locations there. We just completed the construction of it. We just started operating it. Um, It's something you have to kind of baby and and nurture along to get it going, but it's uh, in that startup phase right now. An anaerobic digester, if I could uh, try an attempt at the science here a little bit and be very brief, um, it's just a large set of tanks that we take green waste and food waste, and we mix it together. And we put it in these tanks. The tanks are heated to 131 degrees, and inside there are microbes, uh, anaerobic microbes. And what's the, what does that mean? Anaerobic microbes are actually uh, microbes that function absent of oxygen. Unlike a compost pile, which many people may have in their backyard, composting involves oxygen. You basically want to incorporate air into the pile with microbes that then are energized by the organic material and they eat it up and they produce great soil, soil additives. Um, In the tanks, we create, assimilate what was in a landfill, only it's completely enclosed so that there's no emissions. Um, So what happens inside that tank is the microbes break down the organic material and they do produce methane gas. In our case, we capture that methane gas completely, and then we clean it up, and we put it in the pipeline. From there, we extract it, and we put it into our trucks, and we operate our trucks on this renewable natural gas. The very food and green waste that we now put at the curb will go into this plant, produce gas that we can now power our trucks with. So it's a closed-loop solution. Um, The gas is being utilized completely, and uh, we've greatly, greatly reduced emissions. We also produce a fertilizer product that comes out of it as well. It's high in nutrients, and that's going to go back out into the agricultural community in in the county. So the first part of this was to have a solution. And our cities and uh, and the county even looked around and said, okay, the law's coming. Cities, you're responsible. What are we going to do? EDCO says, we'll step up and we'll provide a solution. And we built that uh, at great expense to the company. But now um, the cities are all signing up to be part of it, and uh, we'll roll this out starting now next week. So... If I can continue, I'll tell you how it's going to roll out. Yeah,
0: no, that's very exciting. Uh, Please do. And it's just coming up with a solution is one thing, but then being able to put it back into to use it for fuel um, is is great to almost come full circle. And congratulations on getting it done on time because I'm sure it was just a huge task to be able to, just the technology and and everything else to put put together that plant. So go ahead.
1: Okay. (laughs) So now that we have a solution in place, the next step is to put together the collection programs with the city's blessings. That is hopefully the most efficient. And the reason we chose this technology, as I said earlier, is we're going to combine green waste and food waste together. What better solution than to take a, residentially, let's start there, take a container that the residents already have. Most residents in the city of San Marcos and our other communities have a green waste cart today. They're putting their grass in there, their, their, their tree trimmings, the bushes, things like that. If we can add food waste to that container, we don't have to send another truck down the street. We don't have to add to greenhouse gases and, and add put trucks on there that uh, are a risk to everybody. So uh, the solution that we designed for residents was to just use your green waste cart, add the food waste there. Sounded simple. But when we start <laughs> talking to residents about, hey, separate your food, put it in your green waste cart.
0: How do you of, get from point A to point B, right?
1: A lot of questions <laughs> came up. Um, in fact, I've had some very... Well-intended ladies say, you're coming into my kitchen now. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Yeah. Um, And that was fine. We recognize that this is going to be a challenge um, to get folks to separate food in their kitchens uh, when they simply throw it into a trash can and take it out and put it in their gray trash can. We had to come up with something. So we actually found what we call a kitchen caddy, and it's a simple tool. It's a little one-and-a-half-gallon bucket with a lid on it that – fits nicely and quietly and, and uh, maybe uh, hopefully unobserved in a kitchen where you can set it on the counter and, and instead of throwing your food scraps, whether they be your food preparation scraps like uh, potato peels, onions, lettuce, uh, things you might have just grabbed and thrown in your trash can, now you just put it in the caddy. The same way after the meal, instead of scraping your, your food into your trash can, you can scrape this, the, anything pretty much, the food, into this caddy. And when it's full, you take it out to your green waste cart and you just dump it in there. Uh, Obviously, some folks thought, well, that's simple, but there's a yuck factor involved there. (laughs) And some have said, well, can I use a plastic bag? Can I put a bag in that thing? Um, And uh, our answer is no. We really don't want anything plastic in there at all because the plastic won't go through our digester very well. In fact, it comes out in that fertilizer product and who wants to put fertilizer with plastic pieces on their, their yard or out in the agriculture field. So we've um, we've really encouraged folks to, to, you can use paper. Paper bags are fine. In fact, my wife and I have got very, very creative in using things that are just coming in the door. We order a lot of things on Amazon like most people do now today, and they send us boxes. They send us uh, craft paper stuffing and wrapping, uh, things that we can actually lay on the counter, put the food on there, wrap it up in a nice burrito, and go put it in the green waste cart. I had a box the other day from the from the post office. Um, it was probably the size of a gallon and a half or so. And uh, I just took it, and I emptied my caddy of food scraps in it and closed it up and, went and put it in my green waste cart. We had pizza the other night. I took the pizza box. In the past, pizza boxes were taboo. You couldn't put them in your normal blue recycling bin because they probably had cheese on it right. or some kind of oil, grease. Well, now, um, a soiled paper or cardboard... As long as it doesn't have wax coating, that can go in with the food recycling and put it right in your green waste cart. So there's a lot of things that we used to throw away that now we can recycle this way, including paper towels, napkins, Kleenex, believe it or not. You can toss all that in there, and it can all go in your green waste cart. I think we can get
0: used to this in less than three years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just a change in mindset is all it is.
0: Okay, so is that something that, that people have to purchase or is how how do they go about getting these getting these uh, kitchen caddies?
1: So the caddies are being offered by Edco for free. Okay. And all they have to do is go online to our website. In San Marcos, we have the San Marcos uh, website and tap residential. And then there's an organics page. Hit that. And on the bottom of that page, it says request a caddy. You just simply hit the button and you can order it right there and we'll deliver it to your house.
0: That's great. That sounds easy. So, um, and we'll have all the, in our episode notes, we'll put in links. So it'll be easy to find all this information. Uh, we're talking to Jim Ambroso, general manager of Edco disposal. Um, a lot of uh, geez, what a year. I mean, it's uh you know, it's been, um, you know, with all these new things and and it it must be exciting. And I I like to try to get through episodes without talking about COVID, but uh, it's almost impossible. So I do have to ask you, how has that affected uh, Edco and how you go about your business?
1: Well, uh, COVID is a very serious matter and we've taken it very seriously in our company. Uh, Fortunately, we were very um, aggressive in bringing in safeguards for all of our employees, uh, drivers in particular who are out in the street every day picking up trash. We have folks in our recycling facilities that are sorting recyclables, um, exposed to a lot of things. And we've always had safeguards for them, wearing gloves and masks and and, uh, eye protection and things like that. But uh, we had to step up our game as everyone did to uh, make sure we had distancing in our offices for all of our customer service people, folks that are on the phones. Um, and uh, it's fortunately worked quite well. Uh, We have had our cases, yes. Um, Unfortunately, folks go home, and then we uh, end up uh, sharing COVID with uh, some of our family members and then uh, may bring it into the office potentially. But uh, we've been very fortunate to have uh, weathered this storm fairly well, Uh, but it has had its uh, impact. There are companies out there that have really been impacted severely and have actually not even been able to complete routes or go out and, and pick up some of the waste. Um, we have not had to stop any of that. We've fortunately have had enough drivers every day to go out and get the job done. So we feel pretty fortunate that maybe the efforts we put in have uh, protected our, our employees and have allowed us to do the service.
0: That's that's great news and kudos to you and your team for being able to provide that infrastructure to make it you know make it safe. So and if you're willing, I'll have you on another episode because then, you know the next part of this is for the businesses and how uh, some of the uh, the green organic, the organic recycling is going to affect them uh, and it will greatly. Uh, Is there, um, before we get into too much of that, but just is there a timeline or what's, uh, is there, uh, I'm sure there's some type of rollout plan for that coming up.
1: Yeah. The businesses uh, will be part of what we call phase two and phase three rollout. Residents will start seeing this program rollout uh, the first of March, which is next week already. Uh, They've already received materials and and, uh, they're ordering kitchen caddies and we're delivering them. So, that program will begin next month for the month of uh, March. Thereafter, Phase Two will begin, and we're going to focus on multifamily locations. So we're going to attack the apartments, condos, uh, mobile home parks. They'll be the next phase, and that's about a two to three month window. So get lead us up into the summer time, where we'll help the, those multifamily locations get set up, and then we'll go after the businesses. And I say go after the businesses. What I really mean is we'll help them set up um, collection programs. Uh, help them to design the right system for their business. If it's a restaurant, for example, there's a difference between sit-down and fast food. Kitchen sizes, um, where do you process and prepare food? Where do you collect the scraps? Um, Is it at the front of the store or the back of the store? And we have containers to help them as well, a little bit bigger, uh, but uh, still containers that will be efficient for helping them get it out to the back where we will have it in closures, maybe a card or a bin. All of that will be worked out with them. Uh, site specifically tailored to their business. And um, we'll, we'll certainly uh, help them through that process, but that'll happen in the second half of this year.
0: And, of course, the Chamber, you can count on us. We will get the word out as much as we can. And even if it's an opportunity to host any webinars or anything like that, we will certainly do that. So, uh, Jim, thanks for being uh, on the show today. And thanks so much for being an active board member on our, on our Chamber Board of Directors. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. And uh, thanks for everything that you and your team are, are doing out there. And in exciting times. Uh, change is scary, but change is always necessary.
1: That's my pleasure to be here today, Rick. Thank you.
0: We've been talking with Jim Ambroso, General Manager of Edco Disposal. Uh, Edco's been a wonderful partner of the Chamber for for many years, and and we truly value that that partnership. Uh, For our listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Uh, You've been listening to the San Marcos Business and Community Podcast brought to you by the San Marcos Chamber of Commerce. And again, uh, don't forget to check the episode notes because there's a lot of great information. Uh, After uh, we're done recording today, I will be heading to the website to get my kitchen caddy and uh, do the right thing. So, Jim, thanks again for joining us today.